This is Catherine Toon, and we're going to talk about a seemingly simple, what is there to say about this topic that there's a whole lot to say about. <laughs> and, and it's going to be challenging because God's picture of this is sweeping compared to our picture of this. It's, it's, a, it's an issue of loving yourself. And for those of you who have like a good self-image, yay, you rock on, (laughs) do your thing. But I challenge you, there are places where you struggle loving yourself. And there's places where I struggle loving myself. (laughs) God has been in this thing for a while with me right now, is that every time I get this sense of like feeling like I'm stupid or like, oh crap, I did it again or something, like I feel bad about myself. He's got this really annoying, helpful, sweet, annoying (laughs) thing that he's doing. And he says me, Catherine, you're perfect. And it's really interesting. I've had to sit with it because clearly my behavior is not perfect. My expression of love is not perfect towards myself or anyone else. And so, you know, I just sit with it because this is actually an eternal reality. It's relating to who we are eternally. We're perfect in him. We're complete in him. The more we can track with that, the more we can come up higher and start to relax. And so he's challenging me. I love that. I love it. Thank you, Jesus, for challenging me, as annoying as it is. (laughs) It's so good for me. And I know it is. And I know it's because he loves me. Recently, I've done uh, multiple episodes on narcissism. Narcissism isn't really love. It's not really love. It's usually a kind of an anti-love, a fake love. It's maybe a self-obsession that's based on a fracture of identity. And so it's kind of the ditch in response to that fracture, but it's not true love. And I think God gets to define that. He might know uh, he is love. But let's talk about this God's premium because it's really important. You know, we kind of fluff it up. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, no, let's not fluff. This is big. This is big. And because we have such a problem with it, we act out of that place. And there's just endless, sweeping, sinful uh, things that happen because we just really don't love ourselves. We're not at peace inside because we don't love ourselves. We're at war with ourselves. All right. But, um, and it's interesting, as I was doing this study, <laughs> it was one of those cases where all these scriptures came up that I'm sure if I went back to my paper Bible, I would have it highlighted, you know, underlined, starred with notes on the side, but I never remember reading this. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's very humbling. I'm constantly humbled, but I love it because it's a good humbling, right? Uh, let's go to Leviticus. Now, I, I'm amused because how often do I take you guys to Leviticus? It's like very rare. <laughs> it's not one of my favorite books. Okay. But this love thing goes back to Leviticus. I love it. So 19, chapter 19, verses 17 through 19. I'm reading it in the New Stand, American Standard. Um, it says, you shall not take vengeance 
nor hold any grudge against the sons of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so here's this first love your neighbor of yourself. We're going to see this thing over and over again, a little bit ad nauseum, probably because we need it ad nauseum because we haven't gotten it yet. Okay, right. You know, I tell people like who who criticize me about, you know, the love thing, like you just preach on Latin. That's how you do You know, God, there's wrath, there's justice. What about those things? It's like, well, when we get the love piece, we can move on. But I haven't gotten it yet, so I can't move on in being perfect. <laughs> Sorry, this cracked me up. Thank you, Jesus. I'm perfect. Yes, I am. And so are all your kids. And we're growing in the knowledge of that. Okay, right. We're being perfected as we're perfect. We're being sanctified as we're, we're, we are sanctified, right? It's that paradox, right? Okay. So, um, so all of this, wow, way back when, ding, 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 uh, we get nailed with our problem, because love is the problem. It really is such a foundational problem. Like ding, 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 way back then. Let's go to Matthew 19. Um, this is the rich young ruler. And um, um, and Jesus is basically nabbed, is basically confronting the rich young ruler in his arrogance. I've kept all the commandments from my youth and not messed up a, a single one. It's like, oh, well, let's, I, I don't mean to pop your bubble, but let's pop. I mean, you know, I do mean to pop your bubble, I guess. And so this is a rich one ruler who said, then he said to him, Jesus, which ones have I, have I kept? And Jesus said, you shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony, testimony, honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. Dang, there it is again. Wow. And the young man said to him, all of these I've kept, which one, which am I still lacking? So he's talking about which ones have I kept? Which ones am I still lacking? Okay. And Jesus kind of nabs him, right? But here is, it's a commandment. It's way back from Leviticus in the written word. Let's go to Matthew 22, uh, verse 35. And one of them, a lawyer asked him a question, testing him. And so this is a Jesus test. It's always fun to test Jesus. Let me put it this way. It's always fun to see Jesus tested uh, because like he is unflappable. (laughs) It's funny. And in our arrogance, we do, right? We act as if, oh, well, I'm going to test you if you're really God, you know? Okay. And so God was like, Okay, sweetheart. (laughs) Okay. So he said, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these, upon these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets. So dang, there it is again. And we just haven't gotten it yet. We act like we get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay, okay. Let's go on. Let's go to something else. Let's talk about, you know prosperity or something, right? It's like, no, hold on. (laughs) Because everything hangs on this, like all the law, all the prophets, everything that has been spoken or intimated hangs on that. And I remember Kenneth Copeland talked about this law of love, this royal law. It was like a, and I thought this is really good. Way to go, Kenneth, you know? Um, uh, The rod, that everything hangs on. It is the what? Because it's a person. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we tend to forget. Okay. Let's go to Matthew uh, 
the same verse in the Passion Translation. I want to unpack this for you. Um, then one of them, a religious scholar, poses question to test him, teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus answered him. I love the way this is um, this flows. So just enjoy it. Okay. Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart. Okay, don't be condemned because you're not doing it, and neither am I, right? But this is this is the high watermark. With all the energy of your being, so all the passion, all the energy of our being, and with every thought within you. Okay, so like, you know, we've just been nabbed. It's it's okay, no condemnation, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, this is the great and supreme commandment, and the second is like it in importance. So if it's like it in importance, so, you know, I think a lot of, in religious Christianity, really good about it. Okay, we got to love God. And we got to eh, cough it up. We got to, okay, work it up, make it happen. Otherwise, I'm a bad Christian. And we know we're not doing it like with every, every, what was it? Every passion of our heart, all the energy of our being and every thought within you. Okay, so we bomb. <laughs> and so we feel condemned, but then we pretend or we try to work it up or we delude ourselves that we do all that to that extent. And the bottom line is it's a response to his loving him because I think it says somewhere, oh, we love him because he first loved us. It's just receiving that. And then, it, whoa, and then it comes out, right? Right. Um, but then this is like it in importance. Okay. So this is not like a, uh, like a secondary, okay, an afterthought, right? You must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. Contained within the commandments to love, you will find all the meaning of the law in the process. So there's meaning in the law. Everything that led up before, that was a shadow. Um, The meaning of it was love, love God, love our neighbors, love ourselves. And you know what? He's not really ranking it because it's like it in importance. Okay. So um, now interesting, um, uh, Brian Simmons brings out the word love. I love the way he does these word studies. This is why I keep on going back to this translation um, is the word worship. Now, interestingly, let's, let's go back. So it says worship the Lord, your God, with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being and with every thought that is within you. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second, like it is important, you must worship your friend in the same way you worship yourself. There's this love and worship. I, 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 now we're not making each other gods. Let's be clear. We're not big G gods, but this is a thing of adoration. And you see, if God is love, and he loves us. There's a level of worship or adoration. Don't don't freak out. Nobody panic. <laughs> oh, I've gotten so much flag for this. I'm sorry. Um, sorry. Let's just settle down, Catherine. Okay. So um, uh, you worship. God worships us because he adores us. Like we're on his mind all the time. Do you realize that the Lord, our God, loves us with every passion of his heart? with all the energy of his being, when every thought that is within him, this is how he feels about you. That's a worship. You know, he may not be um, like raising his hands with, you know, two fast ones and a slow one. Okay, we get it. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have such a messed, like limited perspective of this. And so this is why we're, we're just getting help. Thank you, Ho- Holy Spirit, for helping us, right? We need, so need help. Help us, Jesus. <laughs> ah, so this is that idea of worship. 
Um, and it's and the word um, the word for friend is the one who is close to you emotionally or by proximity. The Greek is neighbor. The Aramaic is friend or the one who is close to us. And guess how? Guess what? You get to be close to you. Do you know you have a relationship with yourself? You're the one that's close to you, and then your neighbors, your friends, your family close to you, and then God is the closest one with you. And so we get to do this and we can only do this by connecting with a God who is love, who loves, um, who loves us with every passion of his heart, with all the energy of his being and that with every thought that is within him, right? This is your thoughts about you outnumber the grains of the sand. He is attentive. This is a mystical uh, encounter based reality, truth, capital T truth, um, that our hearts can resonate with, that our minds start to sputter out, right? And that's just fine. And you know what? This is so important that every single gospel contains us, right? Except John, okay? Uh, let's go to, um, so it's in it's in Matthew 12, 31. It's in Luke 10, 27. This might be important. Um, let's go to Romans 13, verse 8. Oh, uh, nothing to anyone except to love one another, for the one who loves has fulfilled the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And if there's any other commandment, it is summed up in the saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Dang it. There it is again. Okay, First Corinthians 13, 4 through 6. Let's um, check out what this loving yourself looks like. Okay, ready? And loving your neighbor and loving God. Okay, let's do this. Um, and we're going to do it in the Passion Translation. Uh, love is large and incredibly patient. Okay, so in the largeness of love, there's an incredible patience. You know what? I do stupid things repeatedly. I'm like, I did it again. Dang it. And I remember I used to condemn myself. Oh my God. I had so much self-loathing self, not to self-hatred, self-loathing. Okay. And I see this in people and it hurts my heart because I have, I have recovered and I'm recovering. I'm in a really good place to help people in their process. And I ran across a, a young woman, so precious. Oh my God. Who is remains anonymous, who is just bleeding out in this area. And for such good reasons, such abuse, such hits that were just not okay. And I see it in my son who struggles with autism and his mind and just this battle, battle, battle. I see it in, in, um, children who struggle with depression, um, eating disorders. I see it pretty much in everyone I meet. We struggle. And the first area, isn't it interesting that patience is kind of like the first thing because in our process, learning to be patient with ourselves requires grace, but you can. You can be kind and patient to yourself. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all, including you. You can be patient and kind. You can learn that. And I remember for me, oh my God, I hated myself. I wanted to be anyone but me. And I got that honestly. 
because of the incest that had been happening, you just learn that you're just a piece of crap, right? Because there's something about you that's so evil and so bad that this evil happens to you from the one that you're supposed to trust, right? And it just it's it's just a demonic lie, right? Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. So we can just be happy. Why? Because it doesn't mean their blessing happened that we're not. And I remember I was so angry at people who had these beautiful families. I'm like, it's so unfair. And you know what? Let me let me help you. It really is unfair. Okay. It's it really is unfair. So, but in the unfairness. There's a God that helps redeem it. And so we can learn to be patient and kind. I kind of uh, skipped my own message here. And I and I remember I, I had this brainchild and I, I didn't really, I knew God, but I didn't, right? Okay. And I learned to look, look in the mirror, deep in my eyes. And, oh my God, there was so much sadness. It was endless. It was this abyss of sad. And I will and say, it's okay, honey. You're going to be okay. And anytime that voice of condemnation that would bring up this swell of self-will, it'd be like, it's okay, honey. And the Lord just taught me this. It was very organic, but it helped because I learned how to get on my own side in the place where I, I did authentically stupid things or in the place where I did things that were just kind of human, but I would be condemned for it. Like I'd be condemned for breathing wrong. You know, it was just the thing, okay, that I was delivered from hallelujah eventually it says it refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else does not love does not brag on one's achievements nor inflate its own importance that's speaking to the narcissistic end of things right love does not traffic and shame and disrespect and this is towards yourself or towards others shaming yourself disrespecting yourself mm -mm, not okay with god he's not mad at you about it but he's gonna nab you on it every time Love is not easily irritated or quick to, to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty, meeting you right where you're at. Like if he can't, if he's not God and he's not love where you're at, he's not God, he's not love. And finds no delight in what is wrong. So in these evil, twisted, perverted ways of being, even in the condemnation, which is twisted and perverted, or maybe out of those places, we act in ways that are genuinely messed up, that are genuinely um, like a, a, an evil doing. No, you're not an evil being. It's impossible. You're in the image and likeness of God. Okay. And he's not evil. So end of discussion. But, um, but you know, we do evil things because we don't love ourselves. We don't see ourselves the way we are. Um, love is a safe place of shelter. So even in those evil ways of being and doing, it's a safe place of shelter, Right. He's a safe place to show for it never stops believing the best for others, including you. So you get in a place where I'm going to believe the best for me. Ow, that's hard. Well, yeah, but that's why you have God who is love, who loved you first, who all the energy of his being, his thoughts, right? His mind, all of it, his passion um, is towards you and he's your helper. He was relentless. Love is relentlessly pursuing every heart, part of your heart that does not love yourself love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up so all those places that like i did it again like what well it never gives up it gives you that champ because eventually you will reach a place where you haven't it's inevitable because god is in the process of conforming 
you into his image. It's not about your masterfulness. It's about his masterfulness and then you partnering with that. And it's not about your ability to partner. It's his ability to partner with you and that he never gives up. He will win. Love will win in you. And he will have you in the place of loving yourself, in the place of looking at all the ugly, because there are ugly things that we've done and we do need to own them. But in the no condemnation and in the healing, it's a healing. Love is patient. Love is kind. And you learn to be patient and kind with yourself where you get to this rock bottom place of all the ugly. And there you get to love yourself. And because you love yourself, um, you expect from yourself to be lovely and you're patient and kind in the places where you're failing to be so. And God is the one bringing it out. Um, so happy. Oh, my goodness. We need help. Don't we need help? We need help. Oh, my goodness. We get help. And your new mantra is I get what I need. Right. Philippians 2.13. Amplified classic. I just always go back to this because it's makes me happy. <laughs> Not in your own strength. Can anybody say hallelujah? Oh, my God. Like that love. I'm going to love myself with this way. Ah. Uh, Okay, not in your own strength. Of course not. You do nothing. You get what you need and you do nothing by yourself. So, right, the, this is this is your new mantra and the corollary is you do nothing by yourself, right? Not in your own strength, as far as God who is all the while. It is love who is all the while. Effectually at work in you, that means he's good at his job. He's better at his job than you are incompetent at yours. Isn't that good to know? energizing, creating new, the power and desire. So if you were like flatline, well, he, he, he gets to give you energy. Who's pooped. <laughs> okay. Um, where your will is jacked up. Like part of the healing process is healing our wills. So he gets to heal your will here, creating you the power and desire so that you want to even cooperate. A masterful is God, both to will and to work, healing your will and to actually put the work and it takes work to love yourself. It really does, right? For his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. Okay. So what was his good pleasure, satisfaction, delight? I didn't get to all the scriptures that said, basically, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. This is my command. Everything hangs on it. Okay. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the one close to you as yourself. Love God. Love people. Love you. It's all about love. And love never fails. It gets the last word. <laughs> he gets the last word. And he is conforming you to in that image of love. And he's masterful at that. Rest, beloved. He's helping you get out of the hellhole that was handed to you, that you ran with and expanded and <laughs> remodeled in the image of darkness and gross, right? All of that. He's masterful. If I make my bed in the midst of hell, even you are there. Where can I flee from your presence? I'm here. He's there in you, one with you, loving you, adoring you, and empowering you to do the impossible, right? With man, it's impossible. With all you and your jack, it's impossible, but you're one with the God of the impossible. And so, boom, ding, ding, ding. He connected you with this message. This is just a little bit here. Here it is. He's working this. He's working this in you. And eventually he will have his way. And it's a delightful way because he adores you. 
anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Um, sit with it a bit, a lot, as much as you can every day. He will heal that place. And share this with someone who needs it, because I guarantee you there's people who need it. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.